please make sure that your seatbelt securely fastened. At this time, I ask that all portable electronic devices be turned off. Thank you. Welcome to the second episode of the Vagabond Exchange. I'm Emily. I am William. Hello, listeners. Hello. Listeners galore. We're and excited that you came back for a second round. Yep. And we said this was going to be a weekly show. Uh, it's been three weeks since our last recording, but we promised to do better. Well, I think by weekly we meant that we'd just do it during the week, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, that's... Weekly, as in one time per week for the rest of our lives. We hope. Exactly. But nonetheless, here we are, week two, mm -hmm. even though it technically is like week seven, but but next week will actually be week three and we'll follow subsequently week after week thereafter. Is that a promise? That's a pro I'm making that promise. Are you making that promise? I, I really want to do this weekly. So no promise, just... Yeah. Well, a lame we're well-intentioned people, but things don't always pan out the way that we want them to. I'm, I'm not setting anyone up for disappointment. I am promising to be here whether you're here And or if not. I were getting paid, I could promise you. But that this is all for pleasure. Oh, getting paid, I, I think you probably need to quantify that. If you're just getting paid in general, or like, what, here's a dollar? If I was getting... <laughs> if I was getting, well, yeah, if exactly. I was getting a substantial amount, enough to live on, or at least buy, you know, live a Kit where? Kat. Live, buy a Kit Kat. Live yeah. in a cardboard box with a Kit Kat. Yeah. I think a weekly I'd be salary happy. of eight dollars would be enough. Right? You think so? You can buy one Kit Kat with eight dollars. Well, anyway, we don't need to get into semantics. We will right. make our best attempt. I was at Home Depot yesterday, and they had. Why do they sell candy at Home Depot? I don't Depot? know. I always wondered that, and they sell candy at Staples. Which I understand, like, the big bulk candy, like mints and things like that, that you'd put, like, in a receptionist's desk. But yeah. they have, like, candy bars. Like, really? Office supplies and candy bars? Is that just an... But it is called staples, so... Candy but it's not like they sell underwear. Is underwear a staple? It's a staple for me. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, but I thought that was kind of weird. Or gasoline, right? It's a staple. Gasoline isn't a staple. It's a staple for some people, but not for everyone. Candy. For people that shop at Staples, I'm willing to wager a guess that gasoline is a staple. Not if it's like in the middle of the city. In the middle of what city? San Francisco. And there's no cars in San Francisco that people need to use? I guarantee most of the people either use uh, public transportation or they walk. Hmm, what does public transport... What do taxis run on? What no, buses run on? I don't mean... Gasoline. Those what buses out there are no more. Some of them are, but some of them are electric. But anyway, I don't want to make you look foolish anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll, we'll just agree to disagree on that. Or if uh, maybe our Vagabond Exchange listeners want to weigh in, they could email us at vagabondexchange at gmail.com. That's right. And if you don't know how to spell Vagabond Exchange, um, you look probably should listen to something else. It starts with a B. Just to help you out. Be like boy. Right. Not V like Victor, as one might think. No, it's Bagabond. It's like that Seinfeld episode. It's pronounced thermometer. <laughs>
So, Emily, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're aware of this uh, new law. That pa- did you want to do your new your news sound like you did last time? I like it with you backing me up. That makes me feel better. You want to do it again? Ready? I can't do it when you do it. It makes me laugh. Or maybe we can do music like, you know, Brian Williams type. Yeah, exactly. Like a whole symphony. You ready? Yeah. Oh, we're doing it. I thought you meant like you just... No, we'll do... I can't. I'm, I can't right. commit to that. I'm sorry. Okay. I'll start laughing. Nobody wants well, to Well, you don't know laughing. until you try. No, I know. You could be the viola. I know. I'll, I'll be, be the, the bassoon. I'm going to be the cello. Okay, then what am I? Uh, you're the trumpet. All right, you ready? Yep. Go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. That's I enough. Of <laughs> okay, you can't say you're going to be a cello if you don't know how to make the sound. All right. Anyway, um, starting, we're in Tennessee, as we said last time, in Nashville. Starting July 14th. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I didn't know it was starting July 14th. Yeah. So we've got a good month. Before we stop drinking in bars. Yeah, in public. Right. So continue, but I'm sorry. Starting July 14th, people with permits, gun permits, will be allowed to uh, carry guns into places that serve alcohol. Right. Bars, Bars, restaurants. Bar and grill. Bar and grill. Now, initially, they wanted to limit this to places like restaurants and bars that allowed minors. Right. And they being like Tennessee legislators. Right, right. Okay. But they didn't want this to include bars where you had to be 21 or over to right. get in. But they wiped that out. So now this includes all of them. Children or no. Anywhere that serves alcohol. Anywhere where you can get just... I can't cuss, right? So... Uh, any, well, it depends on the customer. I was going to say flat-ass drunk. <laughs> right. Then you're allowed to... And you have a permit. Then so you're like allowed to carry your weapon. Like Applebee's. Applebee's, Logan's. Long Island iced teas, ladies. Delicious at Applebee's. Are they? Yeah, I highly recommend. All right. I've never had a Long Island iced tea at Applebee's. I didn't know. Oh, I thought you were like in general. Seriously, like, I'm not much of a Long Island iced tea connoisseur, but I will say the Long uh, Long Island iced teas I've had at Applebee's, splendid. Really? But I don't want to get us off track. All right. But if you were to have, if you had a weapon, mm-hmm. would you carry it into a bar, do you think? I, you know, I can't imagine carrying a weapon ever. So I, I can safely say no. I mean, I, I guess maybe if there was some, like, change in my personality or, like, the environment that required that I carry a weapon, maybe. But I can't, I cannot think of a scenario where it would seem logical or intelligent to carry a bar or carry a bar. <laughs> I do <laughs> that carry would a not bar be around. I do carry a bar. What is logical? Well, you can drink whatever you want. Can you carry you bars into bars? I wouldn't carry a gun into a place where people mainly frequent to get with the purpose of getting drunk. Right. So my answer to your question is no. Okay. So you disagree with this law? Well, I'm. I think it has to be said that I. I, I need to say that I am. I'm sort of anti-gun anyway. Right. So. Slay me up as you will, Tennesseans and others. 
but I don't I don't like guns. I don't think people should carry guns unless they're law enforcement. I don't think people should have them in their homes or around children or elderly or other gangsters <laughs> or in bars. Uh, well, yeah, I won't go as far as to say that I don't think that people should have them in their homes or in their cars or something like that. Um, however, I don't. I don't see the point in having to carry a gun into a restaurant or a bar unless you are law enforcement or something like that. Um, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And they say, you know, well, you can't drink if you have a, a gun on you while you're in the bar. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't prevent you from drinking, you know, before you get there. If you think about Broadway down in Nashville, there's a whole line of bars there. Right. What keeps you from going into one bar getting just, you know, tanked? Right. Going out to your car, getting the, your gun. I don't know how many disgruntled people there are out there. There's a lot I can vouch. Right. There's several. I'm looking at, at any one. given exactly. I'm good looking thing at you a don't mirror. Carry a gun, huh? <laughs> right. That is a good thing. Right. But you know, just a couple of months ago, we had this guy that went into a karaoke bar with a gun, and and we we kind of know the guy. <laughs> okay, don't say that. <laughs> We had an encounter with this man. We didn't know him or hang out with him or attempt a friendship. We ran into him on an evening. There was a strange sort of situation wherein we were at a karaoke we bar. Friendly. We had, you know, uh, not a lot to do. We had a few beers. We, we were, were happy. A, we were having a good time. Right. Yes. And we see this guy. Heavily, Can we say his name? Heavily mustached. I don't see why not. It's not like it's a private matter. Okay. I don't his even name remember was his last name. Hank Wise. Hank Wise. Yes. Hank Wise is a Nashvilleian, as I understand. Yes, and he was a wannabe country singer-songwriter. Yeah. Yeah. So we see this guy, and the thing that drew us to him was the fact that he had a very, um, what would you say, very lush, lush, uh, pillowy mustache. Very well maintained too. I mean, it, it was like the the mustache by which all other mustaches are measured. Right. Right. If I were an assassin and I wanted to be remembered, <laughs> I would have a mustache like that, right? <laughs> Otherwise, he's just a criminal, and you don't remember the guy. Anyway, this is this is a point. Later, a couple of, and we, I took, I took a couple of pictures with the guy. I didn't know the guy. We were we were horsing around with him. We were actually taking pictures as a joke. I have to say, we weren't being nice because he. We were laughing at the fact that he had such a luxur luxurious mustache, and so we may have taken some photographs with said gentlemen. Right. But they were friendly. We were friendly yeah. towards him. He was, he was happy to he take the pictures. Back, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So a couple of weeks later, I happened to be watching <laughs> happened to be watching the news. And you can look this guy on up on the internet. Mm -hmm. He he even had a MySpace page. Yep. Anyway, I happened to be looking at the news and the great thing about T V now is that you can rewind and replay it. Emily happened to be there with me. I, I You said, exclaimed loudly. I don't think I've ever heard you make that kind of exclamation. You're a pretty even like? keel guy. It was like, ah! Like, like a very white woman in church type Yeah, a little bit, a little yeah. bit. It, because it startled me. I was thinking about other things. <laughs> so, yeah, and they show the guy's picture. All we saw was a mugshot, I think, right? Right. We had, like, caught the tail end of a news story about right. this guy. So all we see is a mugshot. Right. And you could not not recognize this man because of the mustache. Right. Otherwise, I wouldn't have probably even mm -hmm. remembered the guy. Right. And I think you said to me, do you recognize that guy? And I was like, yeah, yeah I immediately. do. Immediately. Right. 
So anyway, this guy goes into a bar. He, apparently, he'd been stalking this guy's wife. Yeah. And these these I guess the guy and his wife were into karaoke because they right. He'd been, he'd been stalking a woman, and she and her husband owned a karaoke like a traveling karaoke company that went around to different bars. Right. And he'd been following her from bar to bar. Right. So and apparently, the night we saw him, he was he must have been following. following Why else would he have been, been there? A karaoke bar. Right. Yeah. Um, and so he shot, he killed, he killed the her woman's husband. husband. Yeah. yeah. Brought a gun into the bar with that intent. It, it sounded like he had, like, like he had come in and just shot the guy. Like he hadn't been there before. He hadn't, it wasn't like he'd been hanging out there or something had built up. He went in there with the intent to kill this guy. Right. Now, I have to say, for that particular scenario, I don't, I mean, guns were banned in bars at the time. It's not like he would have heeded some warning of like, no, no, guns aren't allowed here, Hank Wise. You can't bring that in. Right. He was clearly mentally incapacitated. I mean, I think he probably had. Do some you think he had issues. a permit? I don't. I don't know. I think it said whether. I think. I think he. It was his gun. I don't think they said he had like stolen it or anything like that. So you I had can't a, remember the news article. Probably a sober. Exactly. Demented guy. Right. Go in and kill somebody. So if you have alcohol involved, I think think that's going to sway you towards the the even more demented and maybe taking out more than one person. Maybe your intent, his intent was to kill one person as far as I know. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think he was, you know, just... But if you're under the influence, what stops you from... I don't know. I just, I, I can't... I believe in having guns. I believe in the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. but to a point. It's like these people when Bill Clinton put the ban on automatic we- or assault weapons, right? And you know, people are all up in arms. And then George Bush lifts the ban, and then Obama may have hinted that he was going to put the ban back on, but now so many people got upset that he's right. completely backed off of that. I understand that, but I I don't understand, (laughs) right? (laughs) But why do you need an assault weapon? And I guess that's kind of my point in saying that I don't think people should carry guns. I come from a family of hunters. My grandfather and uncles hunt. They carry rifles specifically built for hunting, and they keep them locked up. I don't. They've never owned pistols or automatic weapons or anything that borders on an assault weapon. However, I know that they have friends who didn't stop with a rifle. They love guns. They collect guns. Right. Their kids know how to shoot guns. To me, there it, there become there, there comes a point where it's like a it's a power thing and it's fascinating. And I think that it starts when when we pass laws like carrying guns in bars. People don't take guns in bars because they have a need to hunt animal. People don't take guns in bars because they're law enforcement. These are average citizens taking guns into bars to protect themselves from other people carrying guns in bars. I don't see how this this is effective. I think it just sort of perpetuates itself and more people end up dead at the hands of other people. I agree. So that's my beef. And the State of Tennessee, suck it. The re- <laughs> <laughs> you can say that because you're not from here. I can't really... Why can't you can't say state of Tennessee suck it? No, because not until I don't I don't think I would ever say that. But anyway, Tennessee is not alone in this rule. Right. One thing that surprised me was after this came out, there's 37 other states. Right. That's what I was going to say. 
and that that's the reasoning that they use you know we have is it 37 or yeah 37 other states or 36 anyway we have 30 some odd other right. states that have this law in place and they haven't had any incidents of gun violence I guess in bars so why would you think that it would happen here I my guess is people have probably already been carrying guns in bars I agree. And the thing I was going to say when we were talking about drinking, that you're not supposed to drink with a gun, I don't think that people are probably disclosing that to the bartender when they walk in. I don't think they're saying, no, barkeep, I can't drink, I'm carrying a gun. I think they probably go and order a Bud Light like everybody else does. Right. People love their beer here as much as they love, love their, their guns. guns. I can't imagine. Why else would you be walking to, especially a 21 and over bar, because obviously you're probably not there for dinner. <laughs> Why are you going to hang out there? Just with your gun. Right. Maybe you like to take your gun on a date. <laughs> right. But Jay Alexander's is closed. Right. That's all. Yeah. So, and we had the list of states, but we don't have any anymore. But it looked <laughs> but it was like pretty a extensive. And it was progressive and, I mean, if, if you're... If a lot you of blue states. Well, Michigan, Ohio, I guess Arizona's a red state, mm -hmm. but... Michigan, I have to say, was not on the list of gun the list of states where bars are allowed. Right, and Ohio. Bars. Why do I keep saying bars are along with me? <laughs> I don't know. And well, I, the reason I I point that out is because I'm from Michigan. Just thought everybody should know. So you'll hear a lot of Michigan references, and probably William dissing me. Shortly I don't thereafter. know. You know what? what? I have my opinion on Michigan has changed because they're having such a hard time. I can't goof on Michigan anymore. Chrysler because they're about to go the GM. state itself is about to go bankrupt yeah yeah so actually I love you Michiganders is that what you call Aww, it that's nice of you well, yeah I'm trying Aww, I'm shedding a small tear over here <laughs> all right so we agree would you agree? that this law to a point you're more of a gun friendly person than I am I I think that people should be allowed <laughs> <laughs> You can't give me faces like that. Haven't we discussed this already? <laughs> we have discussed can't it. Can't be snarky. I can't just say you're with no expression. That's a face I would normally make when I talk to you. All right. Well, yes, we, we disagree in, on the fact that I think that people should be allowed to have guns. Mm -hmm. They should be allowed to protect their property, their homes. From people with guns. Yes, from people who probably illegally have guns. Right. Um, but there's certain places where I don't see the need for there to be weapons. Right. And, you know, there's a, a politician in Texas that actually wants students to be able to carry guns uh, on campus because he said if Lake. students at uh, Virginia Tech had been carrying guns, that whole thing wouldn't have happened. Okay. Do you I'm agree gonna with that? Alone. Are you? Yeah. All right. Well, here's what I was going to say. Students on Virginia Tech's campus were carrying guns because a student went in and shot a bunch of other students, so I'm not really sure what that means. Wow. Plus, college is such a volatile time. I mean, well, isn't that like that's the highest suicide rate? Did this guy Let's ever go to college? Yeah, thank you. Hi. How many, uh, remember that freakish guy that lived on the fifth floor that listened to Kurt Cobain pretty much from like 3 a.m. to 3 p.m.? Yeah, I, let's give that guy a gun. What's well, not Great only idea. even that? You got all these frat boys that are drinking and mm -hmm. not even fried everybody fried drinks fried girls I mean I can see yeah hello I'm not no yeah you're very um, it's a volatile time it's exactly it's a volatile time there's a lot of substances ro roaming around a lot of bad judgment calls people think jumping off buildings is a good idea 
I, I don't think that's I don't think that's got a lot of smart men and women, men fighting over women. Mm-hmm. I'd rather two guys duke it out. Than uh, yeah, I'd some guy go back to his dorm house. room and get a gun. Yeah, me too. I started for character. I just shut up. So this uh, this weekend we went to see a movie, mm-hmm. and the movie was The Hangover. Yes. With Bradley Cooper, Ed Helms, Ed Helms, and Zach Galifianakis. Yeah, and I can't remember what the other guy's name was. Okay. Something. But they were the three main. Yeah, the recognizable characters. Right, and the. The majority of the movie was spent on them. Those three characters. Right. It's so, a, sorry, go ahead. No, it's a comedy, mm-hmm. as I'm sure. And you know, it it's, uh, it's it was actually number one at the box office. It ended up when they, once they retallied the numbers, it ended up beating up at the back box office. Up uh, being the Disney Pixar right. film, right? Is it mm-hmm. Disney Pixar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Disney Pixar. Which so. is also very good, but we're not talking about that today. No. Yeah, and it was very good. Yeah. And I would actually suggest Up probably before The Hangover, although both movies were, were very good. good. Yes. But for it However, to be a rated R movie, that's, that's pretty good. good. I right. think we talked about this a couple of days ago, the fact that rated R movies often don't open at number one. Right. So that's good. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it opened at number one is because it's delightful. So let's talk about the premise. Basically, there's these four dudes that go to Las Vegas for a bachelor party. Um... And you know it's sort of going to be exciting. I don't want to give away anything that happens. But basically, they wake up the next morning. And you d- they don't show you anything that happens. They just show them waking up the next morning. Um, and there's some interesting characters in their room that they sort of encounter. But they have lost the groom. And so they spend the rest of the movie trying to retrace their steps and find out what happened to this guy. Right. And so it's... As you can imagine, the types of people that you meet in Las Vegas, right? There's a lot of uh, interesting things that that happen. Right. Um, Heather Graham is also in this film. Yes, and Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, which that's not good. Yeah, and that that was nice actually to see Mike Tyson in a movie. It was, and he was uh, funny. Yep. So, um, but yeah. I have a hard time always reviewing movies because I'm always afraid I'm going to give too much away. Me too. And I don't want to. But I don't think that gives away anything that. No, that doesn't. Seen a preview. Right. Right. Um, but yes, I enjoyed the movie very much. It's probably. I mean, it's still well. It's June now. Yeah. So, but I'm thinking of all the comedies I've seen this year. That's. Would you say that that's. Um, I love you, man. Top that. Top. Uh, I love you, man. Yeah, I love you, man. Is number one. Hangover is a close second. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, well, we should. Oh, you that's give right. we have our we have our little uh, contest. Let's see. I would give the Hangover an eight. I would give the Hangover a seven. Okay. So we'll log on to IMDb here. And for those of you who may have missed our first podcast. Um, William and I play a little game with ourselves <laughs> wherein we try to with our personal ratings of the movie we try to get to as, get to as close as the ratings on imdb.com right. and who sets the ratings on imdb.com it's voters, you log in and you vote and so it's anyone who can who like has a membership to the site or right. logs into the site Okay. Yep. I, just, I was curious about that after last week <laughs> okay so let's see what the hangover has okay 
8.5, that's pretty good. Wow, closest without going over. That's uh, almost 7,000 votes, so it's got a way, it's in the top 250 right now. Yes. But, you know, we should also, since we saw up, maybe we oh, yeah, should. Oh, let's talk about that. See, I'd give that a 9. I would give that a 9, too. Yeah. That's, that's actually one of my favorite Pixar films, I think. It I was think a very touching movie. It was very. I was surprised at how emotional I got during the cartoon, and I kept having to remind myself that I was watching a cartoon, but it's a very sweet story. Yes. And one thing I'll point out with, with this movie is that the music is, you know, you kind of realize when... The, how important the music is to a movie when it's done so well. Right. And I thought the mu- mu- the music fit the movie perfectly. Yes. Um, so. So here we go. You give it a nine. I give it a nine. Mm-hmm. Let's see what IMDb. Eight point nine. Hey, look at us. And that's with uh, over fifteen thousand votes. Yep. So, Delroy Lindo was in that movie. Who's that? Oh, that's that him. guy. We're looking at pictures of actors now. Right. Um, what else has he been in? Yeah, he must have been the, the dog. Oh, yeah. The mean dog. Yes. I don't want to give away right. anything that happens, but there's a very there's some very funny uh, supporting cast members, uh, one of which has an interesting uh, characteristic that we... I, I don't think I stopped laughing. I laughed <laughs> for like 10 minutes solid, even after everyone else was quiet. And you know... Also, uh, John Ratzenberger is in this movie. He played Cliff Glavin on Cheers. Yeah, it, he does voices for like how many... I think he's done almost all the Pixar... I think we should look that up. Yeah, I think we need to talk about him. Yeah, you're right. He did... Delroy Lindo did play Beta, the dog. Beta, yep. yeah. So John Ratzenberger did... Oh, he's doing Toy Story 3. They're coming out with Toy Story 3. That's good. He did Up, which mm-hmm. is Pixar. Wally. Okay. Uh, Ratatouille. Ratatouille, that's right. He did Cars. Mm-hmm. Um, the Incredibles. Yep. Extre- extreme Skate Adventure for those What's that Disney Pixar? fans. No, it's a Disney Skate Adventure phone. Finding Nemo. Can't believe you don't know it. <laughs> Monsters, <laughs> Inc. Yep. And he did the two Toy Story movies, I know. Oh, and it looks like he may have been in a few episodes of Touched by an Angel. Wow. Jeez. He was Merle. He was Merle. I'd see, I knew it. A Bug's Life. Mm Mm-hmm. So... He has done all of them. That's it, right? Yeah. He's done pretty good since uh, Cheers. Yeah. I'm sure you could live off the residuals from from Cheers. That and Sister Sister, probably. I don't recall him on that show. I don't either. But, but I hated that show. So did did you? Yeah. Why? I liked it at first, but then it just got really annoying. It was like too cutesy. Like, we're sisters and we get into trouble during the day. You know, they they had Jack A was on there and she would always be upset. <laughs> I'm Jack A. When, when is Seth? <laughs> it was like that was the only thing, like, cute, sassy, and then like randomly they'd stick the dad in there. But when has Jack A never been sassy? Well, that's my point. Like, stop being sassy. Like, don't. Go do something else. Uh, for those of you who may be wondering, no, there's not a rabid beast trying to get at, that, <laughs> get at us. William has a cat who will probably become part of this podcast, I'd imagine. Yes. Named Charlie, or as I like to call him, Baby Cat, as he is a little cat, and he's very, very crazy. Sometimes he gets like a, I don't know. A wild hair up his butt. <laughs> That's what as he apparently just did, as he was growling very loudly, and I don't know why, but... 
and he scampers about the house, and now he's looking up at us kind of forlornly, as if we, like have, we have done something. Can I talk? <laughs> There's something I want to say. <laughs> yes, Charlie has an interesting voice. Yes. Apparently only William can hear it, because all I hear is his... I hear my, you hear meow, but I hear, hey, <laughs> what's going on today? Did you have a good day at work? My name's Charles. All right. Um, so go see both those movies. Because we like them. We probably see said... Up. No, go ahead. No. No, you first. Yeah, see up and see The Hangover. And we were going to go see Land of the Lost, but we finally heard well, mediocre, lukewarm things. That's what I was going to say. Um, we probably need to go see a movie that we know isn't going to be that good, because otherwise people will be like, eh, they like everything. Don't see that. They won't... They won't make any choices based on our stage words of wisdom. Right. And we don't want that happening. Well, we saw The Hangover Up and Star Trek. All of which we like. Have we seen anything between that, between our last podcast and this one besides those three movies? Have we not seen anything since then? Surely we have. Oh, we saw The Girlfriend Experience. Right. Do we want to talk about that, or is that a little too X-rated? I'm just kidding. We didn't see an X-rated movie. <laughs> no, 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 I'm just kidding. It was just... Not uh, together. It was a movie about an escort, but there wasn't anything that you know. Right, she was she was an escort, but she kind of. It was, was more about the story about her as opposed to what she does for a living. Right. Well, it was about what she does for a living, but it it wasn't like you know. It kind of examined the way she manipulated her life and kind of even the life and herself even. Right, and and it also took a look at her relationships Mm -hmm. with various men as well as a man that she was dating who knew about her life. She lived with him. Right. How do you how do you like that, ladies? So and it was a Steven Soderbergh, is that how you film? Mm Mhm. So you expect a lot when you see his movies. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. And I think we both kind of had lukewarm feelings towards it. Right. So if you want to see it you can but yeah, you I'd, could I'd wait for it to come out on video. I mean, it was interesting, but it seemed... I think I didn't like her, like her portrayal of the, of who this escort was. I think that was what... Why? Why I didn't like it, because it seemed kind of insincere. And maybe that the character was insincere, uh, yeah, and that's just what I picked yeah. up. But it just seemed, it seemed like she was kind of giving it like a half... Effort. Effort, yeah. All right. Anyway. Do you want to give your uh, your rating on that? The you girlfriend see? experience? Yeah. I'd give it a six. I would give it a 6.5. <laughs> Made a Let's see. 6.1. So hey. right in between. Yep. All right. Those are our movie reviews. We'll go see some mediocre, what has been perceived as a mediocre yeah, film, and maybe we won't like it. Or maybe we will. Yes. Probably. We, I think the next movie we'll see, well, you know, the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3 comes out. Yeah. And then maybe we should go see the Eddie Murphy thing. Just because he's been kind of lambasted over the last couple of years because he, he does all these kitty movies. movies. Yeah, let's do that. But it looks promising. Yes. I was laughing during the preview. Right. And I, I kind of want him to do well. Right. He, yeah. So we'll talk about that next week, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And we'll also take suggestions for movies that you think we should see. Right. Just email us. Yes, email us. What what's, is that? What's Vagabond our Exchange. What's our email, William? VagabondExchange at gmail.com. That's right. And With again, a v. if you don't know how to spell it, sorry. <laughs>
If you don't know how to spell it, you're probably not here anyway. <laughs> well, maybe they caught. I looked they, for your show. I couldn't find it. Maybe they jumped on because they heard we were talking about guns. Maybe. But on bump. All right. So now we're doing the pet peeve section of our show. Yeah, William. What's bothering you? What's bothering me today? Yeah. Tell me. Um, well, there's this one thing that we're going to... Just give me one thing. I don't, I don't need the Well, there are two things. Just something happened today that I want to talk about before we talk about our ac actual pet peeve. Mm -hmm. I got on the elevator this afternoon at work, and somebody had just released methane mm -hmm. in the elevator. <laughs> there's two bad things about that. One bad thing is, if I'm on the first floor and I'm going to the third floor, I'm going to be stuck with this stench mm -hmm. for a little bit. It gets in your clothes. You don't forget it. In your nostrils. <laughs> you don't forget it? And like then, all day? The worst thing, no, <laughs> you don't forget really? something like that. I day. don't, no. Wow. But the worst thing is, when the elevator doors open, if someone's out there waiting for the elevator, once they walk in, in, exactly. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So if you have to poot, <laughs> take the stairs, or... Or go to the bathroom for crying out loud. Well... Since when, like, wh why? People... Sometimes people do that in the grocery, or on airplanes. Go to the bathroom. Well, sometimes... It, it if you're going to tell me that you can't... You, you sometimes just have to let but it out. No, no, I don't... BS. I d well, if I have to, I, I hold it in. But what I'm saying is is that sometimes it's like there, and you know that if you go to the bathroom, it's going away. It's never coming back until you sit down again. Yeah, I don't really believe that. You don't? All right. So anyway, my real pet peeve, we, we're going to talk about... Well, I want to say something about elevators first. Oh, sure. I have issues with people... Maybe we should just do elevators bad this elevator week. Okay, you want to talk about elevator etiquette? Yeah. You sure? I don't want to steal your thunder, but this gives you time to build up. Yes, and it will give our That'll listeners anticipation for next week's pet peeve. Yeah. This is William's biggest pet peeve. William's not a big complainer, but he complains about this all the time. Maybe you can email us between now and next week and see if you can guess what it is. Yeah, that's good. We'll send you some jelly beans if you want, right? Jelly send beans. us your address. I'll send you some jelly bellies. Don't eat them. Hey! <laughs> Jelly bellies come from the heart. Alright. Anyway, uh, elevator etiquette. So, I work in an office building that requires that I take the elevator. <laughs> or I'm just lazy and don't want to take the stairs. But here's what irritates me about elevator riders. The rule is, you let people who are on the elevator off before you attempt to get on. That means several things. You do not stand with your nose mere centimeters from the door before it opens. Who does that? Lots of, you would be surprised. I'm, there's one individual in mind, and you know who he is, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. Who stands very, very closely to the elevator doors, and when they open up, acts surprised that there's people in the elevator. As is if it? that elevator exists solely for him, and, and it's just like it's got a, a fingerprint recognition that when he touches it, it just beams right down, and he's the only one that's allowed to ride it. Is it Jesus? It might as well be. Because if it is, then it's all his. No, I don't Jesus know who you're talking about. doesn't need an elevator, William. <laughs> I'm not sure if you've read the Bible. There's like a walking on water thing. Fairly certain that applies to elevators, too. All right. Anyway, thing number two is don't try to bum rush the elevator as soon as the doors are open. 
let people off, and then you can come in. You can have the whole damn thing to yourself, but let people off before you get on. That's my pet peeve. About elevators. Yes. And people who um, uh, approach the elevator but don't hit the button and stand there talking. (laughs) No, what annoys me more is when the button is lit and somebody (laughs) walks up and pushes it again (laughs) as if that's going to make it come any faster. You just want to slap them in the back of the head. But it does make me laugh when someone does that, and as soon as they hit it for the second time, it's like, ding! Because then it's kind of, it justifies them. But it reminds me of when I was a kid, and my brothers and I would race to touch the elevator button. Like, it was a race between the three of us. Right. I have two younger brothers, and we used to be kids. But we would run. (laughs) Really? (laughs) We did. That's right. And we did kid things. But we would run to see who could hit the elevator button first. But there was, like, it didn't matter who got to it first, because the other two would always be like push, push, as if their pushes were really what did it. And then there was a lot of pushing and Just a bunch of impatient youth. That's right. Bad manners. When you... Kid, other kids don't act that way, just me. When you ride the elevator, do you ever think about it crashing down and, like, jumping up right before it hits the ground? Mm-hmm. I don't think about jumping up, but I think about it cr- about crashing to my demise in the middle of the air a lot. Well, that happened at our workplace. Not at the current workplace, but where we used to be. It crashed? Yeah, and some, a woman was in the elevator and it fell. What? Yeah. You never told me this? Yeah. You let me ride in that elevator day after day? I thought you knew. I thought everybody knew. But no. anyway, she had to go to the... They took her to the hospital. She didn't... She was hurt, but... She was in the elevator and it, and it just fell and crashed? Yeah. I thought that only happened in, like, Mission Impossible. No, but if you think about it, that elevator was down quite a bit. Yeah, and people used to get stuck on it. I remember that. Right. So. Yeah. Anyway, don't fart in elevators. (laughs) Don't fart in public places in general. Seriously. Or, like, wait till... No, I'm not going to say that, because sometimes... Don't fart in public places when other people are, are around. It really grosses me out at the grocery store. Like, if I'm looking for apples, I don't want to smell, like, your but last night's dinner. If it's 2 o'clock in the morning and you're in a grocery <laughs> store... That's one thing, and that's not, I don't really consider that in public. I mean, when you're around other people, keep it to yourself. I agree. Or get, like, a bag or something. <laughs> anyway, that's my elevator <laughs> story. Okay. Do you have any elevator issues aside from farts? Um, I don't know. I mean, you see these, like when you watch movies, you see the kids just run their fingers all the way down the buttons. But <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's never happened when I've been in an elevator. My, my brothers and I used to do that because we didn't With understand. other people in the elevator? Yeah, and we get yelled at. But we didn't understand that it was associated with, that it would stop at every floor. We just, I will say this, um, it's interesting. I wouldn't say it's a, it's a peeve of mine, but it's interesting when, to see how people react when there are others a few feet away from them that need to get on the elevator? Like, do they pretend they don't see the others behind them and just get on and push the button and like, oh, yeah, I'm busy reading my magazine. I didn't see you trying to get on the elevator. Or do they hold the door? Or do they, you know, whatever. I always think that's funny. Because I'm, like, I don't like riding in elevators with people. (laughs) So, especially, like, coworkers. Um, I don't like making small talk. So I agree. I pretend not to see them sometimes. I'll admit to that. Yeah. That's as elevators and, and long hallways are uncomfortable, uncomfortable places. Because if you're on a, in an elevator and you got a couple of floors to go. Right. And you're with someone you're 
you know, they're an acquaintance, but you maybe you don't like them, or you you really have nothing to say to them. Yeah, they're like coworkers. Right. There's either uncomfortable silence or you just and I hate small talk. I'm I no good too. at small I talk. I would rather you just stand there and not say anything to me. That's the biggest thing is like if I know I'm getting a talker on the elevator, like if it's like that guy that jingles change in his pocket and then talks really loudly, especially if it's early in the morning. No. Don't yeah. get on the elevator with me, wait for the next one. I don't have anything to say to you. Right. Yep. In long hallways the problem is you see someone, mm-hmm. you say hey but if they're 50 feet, I don't know, 50, 20 feet away. Yeah, at what point do you acknowledge? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you see them coming. Do and you look down? You make eye, I make eye contact, and then I look away for a while until we're closer, and then I go, hey, you know, how's I it going? I make sustained, eye, uncomfortable eye contact <laughs> the whole time, and I don't say hi. Just sustained eye contact. Just really? kidding. Just kidding. I sound really socially awkward. But then... Oh, Charlie's back. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, if you see them again like five minutes later, like you're going back the way you came. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll hey, again. Like you feel obligated to make some like witty remark. Long time no see. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I keep shirt. running into you. Is that the shirt, same shirt you had on last time I saw you? <laughs> Are you following me? <laughs> uh, that's why I try to beat people to the snarky remark. I'm like, if you wanted to hang out with me, you could have just said something. And then they're like, oh, hi. We should... We should come up with remarks that are just completely inappropriate and make them feel very uncomfortable. We should so have our I listeners. So I slept with your sister last night, you know, the second time you passed them. We should have our listeners send us funny suggestions. Just to say to someone that... Uh-huh. What would you say that would just make them... Uh, I don't really know what I'd say. I, I can't think of anything that's particularly like, geez, what is that? They're 20 feet away. I go, you know, I can see that booger in your nose from here. <laughs> you may want to take that out. Yeah, but I feel like if you did something like that, there would be bad karma for you later. Like you'd be in a meeting or something. And well, maybe maybe it's not at a workplace. Maybe it's someplace I'm never going to go again. That's true. Like the mall? Yeah, right. Yes, the mall. That's correct. <laughs> I'm nodding. <laughs> I, you did that last time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right, the mall. Yeah, I, I think people should give us suggestions on funny, awkward things you could say to... People are You know, you could tell them, like, they had a bug in their hair or something, like, freak them out. Yeah. Or just, like, like look at them apprehensively, like, make a really wide berth around them as you walk past them. <laughs> so or just turn around and run the other way, screaming at the top of your lungs. <laughs> or you could do, like, an awkward eye contact thing, like, make eye contact and then look at some part on their person, like, eye, shoulder, eye, shoulder eye, shoulder, and see how long it takes until they're like, like, look at, and find out what they're looking at. Really? That's yeah, that's a, pretty that's good. That's a good idea, right? Yeah. Or eye crotch. Eye crotch. crotch. <laughs> that's where you would go. We all know that. To the crotch, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, this week I was perusing the most recent issue of People Magazine, And uh, I apologize because I don't have the article in front of me, so I don't really know anybody's names or the real situation. I could just be making the whole thing up, and it's just an elaborate scheme to get you to think about what you would do in this situation. But I came upon a story about a widower who, um, his wife passed away either, it was, I think it was complications from childbirth. It was either shortly, like within hour, yes, it was complications of childbirth, and she basically like hemorrhaged and died. 
Um, but the the real juice of the story was the fact that he had hired, not hired, had all of these volunteer wet nurses. And for those of you who don't know what a wet nurse is, that's basically a woman who breastfeeds a child that's not their own. Were they all wet nurses? Yeah. All of these. He, he's hi- I think he said something like a rotation of 50 women. No, 25. It was only 25? I think so. But I think he, I think there were more than, he had 25 going at the time of the article, oh. but he had had more in the prior months to this child's, of this child's life. Okay. And it had been his wife's wish that she could breastfeed this child um, until he was a year old. And so apparently he felt very uh, compelled to keep her wish. So he had all these all these volunteers. Some of them are college students. Some of them are friends of his. Some of them are medical professionals that come rotate. I think it's some, they said something like every four hours and come and breastfeed his son. And some of them, I mean, they're not getting any money. They're volunteering to do it, and they mm-hmm. all they all love it. They thought it was great. Now, to be a wet nurse, you have to be lactating, right? Correct. Um, which means, what, you just... Well, there's things you can do to produce milk, even if you haven't had a child. When you have a child, your body naturally produces milk until you... Unless, if, unless you don't feed your child, and then it dries up, I guess. But you can pump and do other things to keep up your, your milk, even if you're not... Uh, you don't have children. But so you you must have had a child before, mm-hmm. so really, no, I, mean, I, could, I I could right now. Really, I yeah. didn't know that. See, yeah, stick with me. Um, and so basically, but when I read it, I was surprised at how taken aback I was, and I consider myself to be pretty open minded. But I was like, really, you would? And the first thing that the first thing that I jumped to was you can contract STDs through breast milk. Right. And the article talks about that, and, the, and they said that... They the, were tested. It, well, it did, they didn't say they were tested. I thought it did. They said they had had a discussion, and the, this husband and the wet nurses felt comfortable. They had reached... I don't think they were tested. I really don't. Well, if that's true, then I, that, I was already bothered by it. Yeah. Except for the fact that this kid gets to have 25 different boobs in his mouth. But that's the thing, kids don't appreciate that. Like, if 25 women were offering to breastfeed you, I'm sure you'd raise your hand happily. Right, he can't appreciate it. Right. But he can brag about it later. But anyway, yeah, that that is the one thing that bugs me, though, that that bothers me, Mm -hmm. is that, I mean, you don't know what you're giving. I don't even know how good your immune system is, you know. Exactly six months or eight months or whatever. Right. And you have 25 different women passing to you who knows what. what. Mm-hmm. And so it's like my mom used to say, when you sleep with one person, you're sleeping with everybody that they slept with. Exactly. So this kid is... I, I wonder how it's going to affect him in the future. That's what I... And, and there's a, a lot of uh, opinion on the fact that breastfeeding helps mothers bond with their child. And a lot of the women were like, oh, it's so great. It's help, you know, I can tell we're bonding. But I don't. Th- I think psychologically there's got to be something. Confusion. Where this, yeah, where this kid is like, you know, he's bonded with 25 different women. And, and what happens when they start to wean him off? I mean, I think, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it was very carefully considered. It just seems like, oh, my gosh, this was my wife's dying wish. And part of me sort of questions, like, 
do you really think that she would have wanted 25, 25. women like breastfeeding her child? I, I, I wouldn't. Right. If I died during childbirth, I'd be like, I'll be okay with formula. Right. You know? Yeah, there's something, it seems that there's something very unnatural mm-hmm. about that. And I can't see how that's beneficial to the child in the long run. And not only that, but what is this, like, what about the father's time feeding the baby? I mean, just because there is more of a bonding experience, I think, from breastfeeding, but just that, like, kind of quiet time spent, why couldn't the father feed the child? I I don't know. It just seemed a little, it seems like a lot of nothing to kind of fulfill this wish that he thought he was doing such a good job of fulfilling, and I'm being totally judgmental, so. Right. And I don't know how it affects you when someone that you adore passes away. You probably want to fulfill, if it's their last wish, Yeah. you're probably going to do whatever you can to fulfill that wish. So I I guess I can understand that, but he is going, he's leaps and bounds above what I would think. And I wonder if she could see this, Right. what she would think. And are you telling me that if a baby's being breastfed, then he can't be fed any other kind of way during that time? No, I, I don't know exactly, but I, I know I've had friends and family who have done a little bit of both. But usually what happens is if you start to breastfeed and the baby doesn't really take to it, um, you can integrate formula, but usually the kid kind of it, it changes to one or the other. It's not 